seltzer time! What's up, guys? Uh, we're back after our self-imposed one-week We took a little break. Sabbatical? Uh, we'll call it a vacation. Yeah, nice little vacation. I like how we didn't take the vacation when you actually took a vacation. We took the vacation kind of <laughs> random and arbitrarily, but All right. our vocal cords needed it. Mummy me. Exactly. Yeah, kept it, kept it fresh. Um, so yeah, it's your boy Ricky, aka Dick Chuck, aka the man behind the can with Salt Shine Official. Here, as always, with my conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about what's there. Travis. What is cracking, Fizzle Fiends? Welcome back to another episode of Seltzer Time. Glad you're here. Glad you're with us. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Another beautiful day in Worcester. As we stare out the windows, we are coming live from Technicopia, so you are absolutely going to hear some background noise and some other random shit happening. And can, you, can you hear the siren? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always <laughs> a siren. Like right on cue as soon as you said that. <laughs> I called that officer. I said, officer, we're going to record for like 20, 21 minutes before we actually start recording this show, <laughs> and then can you just drive by? They nailed it. That was uh, thank you, Kelsey, for dispatching yeah, the police officer. You, yeah. Oh, good callback. Yeah. All right, I, right on nose. Yeah, we called nine one one because that was an emergency to us. Yeah, <laughs> emergency content needed. We texted it to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do that now. <laughs> so, welcome back. How was uh, How was your Valentine's Day? Did you and Naomi have a lovely time? It was good. Uh, she worked during the day, <laughs> so I went to see her, which was great. And then I worked at night. And she came to see me. Yeah. So she's great and brought pizza because that is the way to my heart. Now, that, that wasn't just any plain old pizza now, was it? Pizza from crust. And then Spot. what? And it had heart-shaped pepperonis. So when you told me it had heart-shaped pepperonis, I was like, all right, whatever. And then I saw the photo. Holy shit. Yeah. Somebody took the time to cut every single one of those fucking pepperonis. That's ridiculous. Shout out to Nate. It was either Nate or uh, Anthony. I forget. I, I wasn't there, obviously. Did you see the picture? I did see the picture. It was that, incredible. I was, that was something I would spend the time to do and then immediately be eating them for every but single I one I made. Like, I would out like, for like, every pizza. backwards the entire time. Yeah. They it put was, out a lot of them like that, right? Yeah. I think I think that was like a, a major uh, theme of the night. Brilliant. It was adorable. How was yours? Oh, it was wonderful. Sarah makes uh, spaghetti bolognese, and Ooh. she only does it like one time a year because it's, it's a little bit of effort, but it is so freaking worth it. There you go. And then, yeah, we had a nice night here at the shop because it's Thursday night, and that's open heck. True. And then we saw Ricky and Naomi down at Dive Bar. True. And it was, it was super cute watching Naomi just hang out and... <laughs> <laughs> she had to, she was uh, talking to Mike Pertucci. Shout out to Mike P. Uh, and Mike P. Yeah, he was talking her ear off about something. She was just being sweet. She's the so they met once at Worcesterwares. Um, we were there like hanging out. I don't probably buying stuff. I don't remember. And Mike happened to show up, and like I've known Mike for a minute. And they had just met that day, but they recognized each other from like him going in across. Sure. And. About like a week later, maybe maybe something like that. Um, Wood noodles had their pop up at Three Cross, so Naomi went. Like her mom was with her, her brother, uh, her sister, her fiance, like the whole squad. Wait, Naomi's fiance? Naomi's fiance? No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I just heard it and I was like, I'm dumb jumping on that. Sorry. So their whole family's going. Yeah. No. Uh, Madeline's fiance, Keith, best dude, um, and her sister-in-law too. So they all go hanging out, whatever, three cross floods. So everybody has to go outside. 
wood noodles dudes like absolutely kill it so everybody stays and eats ramen out in the parking lot and they just happened to bump into mike and then tailgated with ramen off mike's truck mike so, has a big old construction <laughs> truck yeah. with a big ass tailgate it was awesome so i'm at work and i get this picture and she's like you're never gonna guess who we're hanging out with i'm like i mean it could be anybody yeah truly no you're good i'm stretching out like an ass i'm I'm lounging this is the lounging episode (laughs) and uh yeah sends me a picture standing in the parking lot with mike and i'm like what is going on and then all of them came into the death it was fantastic that's adorable mike he is one of the most gruff sweethearts i've ever met and like he just puts off this like i'm gonna bust your face in meant like vibe but as soon as he has your back he's the squishiest teddy bear i've met that's, i love that man love you me, mike that's B. me as an opposite <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah you, you put off these cuddly vibes but in reality you really just want to rip throats oh my god everyone's like she's so short and cute and i'm like i'm full of blood and anger like, it's just like that <laughs> and also it's the shirt too it's the shirt too um i am i would like to describe i am currently wearing um a one-of-a-kind uh it's designed by one beautiful artist at, who goes unnamed. It's probably Banksy. We'll go um, with Banksy. Yeah, it's it a Banksy. A furious kitten taking down an entire ship just like a kraken, um, and it's a real work of art. Fantastic. I wear it. I wear it for the benefit of Worcester. Somebody yelled, "Unleash the kitten!" And now it is attacking that schooner. <laughs> So mysterious voice, who who are you? So today we have probably this is our biggest get. I want to. I was just gonna say like this might be the biggest guest we've ever had. <laughs> like, and I know we're gonna take shit from a our significant others who we just had on the. Oh episode. yeah, we just had them on. Uh, Mike they D, hard to schedule. In the other room. Who's still jealous. Yeah. He's jealous we don't have him on every episode. Definitely going to take <laughs> shit from Kelsey, because that's what happens. I mean, Kelsey's good. It's true. But nobody is. I'm Aaron Hockey. Hi. Hi, um, Aaron Hockey. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I have to say every time, uh, it's hockey just like the sport. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be saying that till the end of time, even if I change my name. Favorite sport. You're my favorite. It, Aaron. It's I'm like the only Aaron everyone ever knows. So that's very true. But yeah, I'm Aaron. Um, most people kind of know me. Um, I'm usually the one who's covered in blood in some kind of parking lot to a restaurant. <laughs> mm, I think I've worked at on. like I've worked at like every restaurant in Worcester. It feels like I've been in the door at some point. I've helped everyone out at some point. Um, there are still. <laughs> I'm pretty sure during Metal Fest, uh, we got like, I was at Dead Horse Hill at the time, but we got in like three lambs and we were doing this like thing where I would I'd take out the entire like skeleton in one piece. Um, and it looks pretty incredible. I have like the photo and um, it was during Metal Fest. So, so the parking lot is the Palladium. And I walked out there because I was trying to do something. And it was like a group of guys dressed in like, you know, heavy metal battle gear. And they were like, whoa. Like they were like surrounded. They were like, "What are you doing?" And You're I'm like, "Carrying the carcass." I'm, it's not just a carcass. I'm gonna bring it up so I can show you. It's me carrying like the entire carcass in one piece because that's something I'm specifically good at. So, so you can roll up the entire animal into one big roll. But I'm holding the carcass in one piece, <laughs> which is like it that's looks like up. I just pulled it from like a ceremonial body oh, for oh, sacrifice. Yeah. yeah, that does sound metal. I gotta that's find so it. It's sick. it's something that's like so incredibly ridiculous. But yeah, no, I um. I was kind of hoping you say like the metal dudes puked because. No. <laughs> oh shit. 
Is that the picture? I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, she's dangling over her damn head like a fucking ballerina. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> I don't know how like most people haven't seen that one. Like I got, I had to repost it because I got um, flagged for uh, what is it, um, bad content or whatever, like inappropriate, inappropriate content. content. I'm, I've been flagged quite a few times, really? but at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, my profession is a butcher. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't figured that out yet, um, I am a female butcher. Um, that's what I've been doing for most of my life, as well as working in kitchens. Um, I started off in Quincy in kitchens. My family has a big game butcher and taxidermy service where I learned to do it. Um, really? The first thing I ever worked on was like a buck, like awesome. deer season and things like that, and then wild Dogs. Um, went to culinary school, did that thing because I got a scholarship. Otherwise, I wasn't going to go because I was poor. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, I ran a couple. I worked at a couple of butcher shops in Boston, like uh, the butcher shop by Barbara Lynch, and then jumped around through Dorchester. And then I eventually moved out here to help open up Coomerspec. Um, once they were all set, I moved on to Dead Horse. And then I was over at Simjang for a while. And now I have kind of, in a weird turn of events, I'm actually working at Whole Foods. <laughs> but even then, I'm still making sausage and like doing small time butchery because I can't really fit like a large, like a 350 pound pig in my kitchen right now because I live in, like, an apartment. <laughs> oh, your actual You'll kitchen. I'm thinking, like, Whole Foods kitchen. No, 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 no. Like, I would bring a pig to my house if I could. That's and then... Amazing. I mean, what? I mean, it's like... <laughs> they always tell you buying in bulk is, is cheaper. That is quite literally how you buy in bulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I used to be able to be, like, to my boyfriend, I was... Oh, I'll bring home the bacon, literally, but not in fi- not money wise because I make no money. <laughs> so I'd like be able to bring home the physical bacon. Like I made us a slab of bacon for the week. Here you go. And now That's he's so like, "Well, you're making money now, but can we start making bacon again?" Yeah. And I'm like, well, "I need much better." Can, like, can we make both? Yeah, I know, right? Can you buy me a smoker first, babe? Thanks. There we go. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. That's awesome. We have plans at one point, but. Yeah, no, that's who I am. Um, we, uh, I got permission to announce I also will be appearing, if anyone wants to tune in, on March, I feel like I say it wrong every time, on March, pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> Oh, March 5th um, at 9 p.m. I have been uh, very busy and I was on an episode of Chopped. Um, It's all female butchers only and that will be airing on the Food Network, the real one, um, where I was, when they got the call, I thought they were talking about like Chopped Worcester, so it was a big surprise to me. I got on the show by accident. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah, see, we're we're glossing over a lot of super interesting stuff here. Mm -hmm. We're going to dig back in on all this. Um, Hell yeah. All right, so... That's super all interesting. Before we get there, let's let's take a step back. You said you studied culinary school. Like, what was like? What was it like going through culinary school? Like, so the culinary school I went to is New England Culinary Institute of Arts, um, which is up at. Uh, in Montpelier, Vermont, um, one campus that used to be bigger, really, really small school. Like I like going to Quincy High. Like you know, it's it's as big as Worcester, so there's a lot of kids. I went from like this giant, like graduating with a class in high school of like 2,000 kids to Ooh. going to a campus where there's no more than 100 kids on oh, wow. campus at a time. I graduated high school with like 60 people. <laughs> 
It's fucked up that you graduated high school with that many people and then yeah. drastically changed. Normally, you know, you graduate with, yeah, say, 100 people or whatever, yeah. and then you go off to like, a huge college campus. And it's kind of like the opposite where you were so engulfed in people and then. No, was it was like really the opposite. It's like everyone's like, Montpelier is the capital, whatever. There are two streetlights, <laughs> there are four bars, and there are no, like, you can't get fast food or anything in Montpelier because it's so crunchy granola. And that's who, that's what Vermont is. But no, I was really stuck up there. It's in the school is like incredible. It's a fifty percent dropout rate to start. It's a everyone really? thinks like culinary school is like fun, whatever. No, it's, it's a, super demanding. It is a military style school. Like I had to iron my jackets perfectly. Like there was one like French teacher who like would bring a protractor for a perfect 90 degree angle for the tees in the back of your shirt. I had to have my shoes shined. If you weren't 15 minutes early, you were late for a class. And then if you missed a class, like if you miss one single day, you know, like, you know, you make up a day for another, for another school. Yeah. You miss one day, you have to make up three. Damn. It was incredible like you went to class and it was like they had real service hours too so like my class would be 2 to 11 at night and it was like a live restaurant and whatever but I got an associate's in culinary and then I stayed for a bachelor's oh I was going to say all that for an associate's yeah an associate's and then I got a bachelor's in business management and marketing from the same university? From the same university, yeah. It was intense. And it's also, I, I did this, like, we, they do an accelerated program. So I was there for six months at a time. And then on internship, as well as doing online classes for six months. Dang. It was. Dude. Yeah. No, I put myself through hell for free. <laughs> yeah, you paid them to do it. I know, literally. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, no, it was like, it's, there's like this weird reputation around that school because it's so small and it's like, it back in the day, it's, it's currently lost a lot of teachers, but it was like an elite school where like, you know, in the restaurant community, like, oh, like I have a Necky intern. People would be like, oh, they're solid. Don't worry. Like there was a very small handful of Necky kids who suck Sure. and a very large group of them who don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I fall like in the less sucking category, oh, which yeah. is really nice. I would imagine so if, if food. <laughs> Network is giving you a call. Yeah, I was like, much? I mean, the, the only thing like I'm really excited to share about the show is that I'm really hoping they don't cut it out on several points. I call myself Ratchet um, during the That's show. That's wonderful. I like kind of. It wasn't like I was saying it enough to like get it on the show, but I wanted to make sure like people wanted to remember. I said I was from Quincy, and you know, all the filming for the intro was in Worcester at Dead Horse, but. Yeah. I wanted people to remember I was still a ratchet Quincy girl throughout the entirety of oh, yeah. it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, how did I get here? This is a mystery. <laughs> you worked your ass off, it sounds like. <laughs> By accident. Well, so, like, that school, do you think it instilled some, like, I don't know, respect to time, respect to some discipline? So the funny thing about working with food is like, there's no prerequisite for positions. There's no like, you know, let's say you want to be a doctor. You have to have so many years of school. You have to say that you're not going to kill people. You know, you have to know these things. When it comes to like working with food and like saying like you have this skill and you worked up, it means jack shit. Sure. Like you could like have a bad, like a bad stage, like, you know, like your working interview, you have a bad interview and like, you just don't get along with that person. And they're like, no, they're an amateur. Like they just, you know, they could have just worked at these places on their resume, whatever, but nah, she ain't shit. 
All right. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's, it's up to, it's up to chance. Really. That's sure. the whole thing about food. It's a hundred percent up to chance. Like, you know, know. Chance for like being in a nice <laughs> place. Like I would love, can, can we get chance the rapper here? I, we're working on it. Sticky <laughs> pictures, Mosin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lucas is easily the closest to chance the rapper we're probably going to have. For he a just while. drew a picture of him. I'll take it. That's, oh, that's fine. That's the closest I can get. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I'll start wearing a three on my hat. I'll, I'll put it in Sharpie. It's fine. I'm sure Respect. Whole Foods would be cool with that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> They're cool with everything. <laughs> I walk around with a boob on my arm every day, so it's fine. That's uh, awesome. my, one of my tattoos has an open breast on it, so, oh, like, oh, oh. there are some days where I, like, wear, like, when my big store leader is there and, like, I wear longer sleeves, and then when I know she's not, I'm like, let that titty out. There you go. Let her breathe. <laughs> my sister's boyfriend has a tattoo here. And it's a side boob, and it's just a boob drawn on a side. <laughs> I love that. He's a tattoo artist, so it, it works, but yeah. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. He asked me over the summer if I wanted to see a side boob, and I'm like, of course. <laughs> so anyway. Little did you know. <laughs> yeah, little did I know of its excellence and greatness. That's awesome. Uh, so you're, you're get out of school. You're super hungry for the restaurant industry. Like, did you definitely want to be a butcher? Like, yeah, it was like, it was one of those things where it was like one of the only things I knew how to do. And it was something I excelled at. Um, I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm 26. I'm pretty young for all the bullshit I've You've gone through. I've accomplished so much more by 26 <laughs> than almost anybody else I know. I'm not even kidding. Um, I always forget that you're not older than I am. I, that's, that's an, like my favorite game to play with like new groups of people is how old am I? Because it ranges. And like, I'm never going to get offended by it. It's whatever. It's an age. I don't care. I'm going to die never. So. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, friend. Hate to be the one to tell you this. We're all going to go. I, uh, Growing up, I have, like, a pretty large family. I have one younger sister, but I have six cousins, and we all grew up within walking distance of each other. My, it's my mother's side, so it's my mom and her two sisters. But we all literally, my sister's the youngest at 20, 23. There's a question mark there. Um, <laughs> she's in her 20s. She's in her early Maybe. 20s. Um, please, someone hang out with her. I love her so much. <laughs> someone hang out with her? Anyway. I, I left her in Quincy. She's still, yeah. Um, And my oldest cousin is um, in her very early 30s, so there's seven of us all squished. I have one cousin who's the same age from me, but um, we all kind of, like, we grew up around adults, and, like, when you grow up like that, like, when I just kind of cult-like only hung out with my family, um, you kind of end up just really only gravitating towards people who are adult-like and a little more mature, even though I know I'm a ridiculous person, but most of my friends are way older than me. Sure. And it's not on purpose. It's just, I think a lot of people my age are fucking idiots. Yeah. I mean... I'm not friends with a lot of people my age. I tend to either gravitate older or younger. But then I married a woman that's exactly like one month younger than me. So we are quite <laughs> literally the same age. Yeah, no, Justin's only... Justin's like a year older than me, but even then, like, he doesn't hang out with anyone his age either. Like, he's got a couple of childhood friends, but we both enjoy, like, people who are older and who aren't going to, like, call us and ask for bail. So that's the... I mean, <laughs> truthfully, that's the thing that I feel like... I just a certain level of maturity in my friends. And, like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that kind of stupid drama bullshit. I don't want to have to deal with picking your stupid trunk ass up for again for the third weekend in a row. Like, if you call me once out of the blue every once in a while, yeah, that's a friend. Or, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? To rescue you. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Shout out to Mike D for usually picking I was going to say, I, was, I realized what I was saying 
as it was coming out yeah. of my mouth. And, and I'm also, like, shout out to Naomi because this past weekend, that was me again. Yeah, I <laughs> realized. Time, but. I realized that's why it was in my head as, <laughs> as I was saying it. Look at me, like I never want to pick that idiot up. Like. <laughs> I would totally pick you up. No, but I know, also, I love shout you. out to everyone who knows well enough to call and ask for oh, a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Please keep doing that. If you're keep doing that, doing please that. continue to do that because Always if you idea. ever want to like actually piss me off, like let me find out that you were drunk driving. I will actually key your car. Shout or, out to my like, DNA for making sure that <laughs> even when I have bad ideas, they know that it takes a village to keep me out of trouble. Yeah, it takes I a village to protect their idiot. I feel yeah. like you need like a new yeah, title, like when you do your intros, like Ricky, Dick Jack, whatever, I'm problematic child. Like, uh, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Working it in. Problematic child is the most on-brand thing that's ever been said about me, ever. Oh my goodness. I love that. Hell yeah. 26, hang out with other people. Yep. Quincy, so then you, okay, so graduated college. Mm-hmm. Did you instantly start working in Boston? Yeah, that was my one of my first internships was the butcher shop by Barbara Lynch. Um, and I kind of just gravitated towards there. It's easy living at home and just driving over the Neponset Bridge and getting into Boston and not paying Boston rent because I'm living with my parents. God bless them That's because they fantastic. put up with that. Me leaving the house at God knows what hour and coming home at God knows what hour, just like working myself to death. They were just like, cool, you can just sleep here and raid the fridge when we're all asleep because we work normal jobs. Like, <laughs> right, and have regular hour lives. Yeah, all of them have regular hour lives. Like my mom and my dad, well, they both kind of work at night. They work for like a data um, processing company. And then my sister works for care.com. So she's a nanny essentially, but she like makes like a ridiculous amount of money, like taking care of the kids for like their parents are all like Harvard professors and stuff like that's their clientele. So she just like hangs out in like bougie mansions all day. Tough life. That's that's her job. Anybody want to pay me to hang out in a bougie mansion? You know where to find me. Yeah, Hunchback Travis. You have to be able to. You have to be able to change a diaper, though. Oh, that's no problem. Like, and just some of the most spoiled kids. It's just poop. You've gotten worse things on your hands. I mean, you've gotten worse things on your hands. Quite literally. And she's <laughs> holding up a rendered sheep. Yeah. Well, we, we are definitely <laughs> posting that picture. On oh, the please do. There's, there's so many things. That you, that. If you just Except like scroll through, it's like there's so much can, stuff. So it's, <laughs> it's just, it's so ridiculous. And I, I have a lot of pictures that I like can't post yeah. because they get flagged for inappropriate yeah. con- content, which is, I get it. But like at the end of the day, I'm not trying to shove anything down their throat. But at the end of the day, I don't get it because like... Eating animals is something that we've been doing as a species since our very earliest days. And I know we gathered before we hunted. So this is my favorite reason when, like, to explain why people ask me why I'm a butcher. They're like, what, like, do you just really love meat? Like, do you love to barbecue? Are you like a, like a cool, like, hashtag chef life, which we will circle back to you. That's actually my poke for the day is hashtag uh, chef life. I have many uh, screenshots to go through. (laughs) Um, But my biggest thing is, so, like, if everyone, like, loves, like, all right, pepperoni. We're talking about delicious pepperoni earlier. So, like, the way people originally made pepperoni and prosciutto and, like, saved beans and stuff, like, to literally survive through winter and stuff like that 
thousands of people died of botulism to figure that shit out. That is like, no matter any, I, I, I will always respect any vegetarian, any vegan, whatever, any kind of specific, like if you have dietary restrictions, yeah. whatever. Like I went for a long time in restaurants. I would not eat meat outside of work just because I ate so much meat at work and I have like a healthy fear of um, gout. Okay. Gout sure. scares me. I knew someone who was young who had gout and like that is like my worst nightmare. A rich man's disease. Yeah, it's it's bad. And just because like he literally ate a, an Italian grinder every single day for lunch and then drank himself like nearly to death. It's like insane. But um, no, my favorite reason why I'm a butcher is like there is so much history and it's like probably the nerdiest thing about it. But like people had to figure this out or none of us would be here at such a level to be able to have the luxury to have dietary choices. Like if we didn't figure out how to save all that animal and do whatever with it, y'all be dead. Yeah. Like that's just that's a very good point. everyone would be dead. And like, it's one of those things. Yeah. We are lucky to be able to have the, you know, dietary choices, but someone's going to remember how to do this shit. It's just like, there are still sculptors. There are still painters. There yeah. are still people who do like all this intricate, like, awesome artisanal stuff like especially here while we're sitting in technocopia like yeah, yeah literally <laughs> this like these trades need to stay alive and especially with something like you know some of the trades that happen here are fall into the luxury category sure food is a necessity everyone needs to eat no. that's the point blank whether it's gonna be meat tofu or like some kind of weird algae thing that we spit that we sell like for $35 an ounce <laughs> um, <laughs> can I get that in my smoothie please please um, oh, yeah. in the back of my neck stood <laughs> I, up. I no, had to it, go through a class about it it's gross don't eat that stuff it, it like, bums me out that people eat. forget like where meat comes from and like, I'm as a meat eater and as a healthy meat eater, like I don't overdo it, but I know that the chicken breast that's in that packaging didn't just come that way. Yeah. Like a chicken has passed and then a butcher has rendered that down to- And um, made it safe for you to then take home. And yeah, you know, facts. Almost like foolproof it for you. Oh, or yeah, even like hot dogs. No fucking idea. Like hot I dogs. know hot dogs are lips and assholes. I'm completely okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> Like genuinely okay with it because one, we're using all the yeah. animal. It's still protein. It's still tasty food. And yeah. I don't eat it all the time. Yeah. No, there's like, uh, I used to do this. Um, I used to do work with the uh, farm school in Athol, Mass. Um, if anyone's ever interested in learning more about like where your food comes from, the farm school is a cool place. It's basically summer camp for adults, but they run programs all year round, like animal husbandry, like how to build a cabin and whatever. And a friend of mine that I knew in high school, um, she works there now. Her name's Allie Lopez and she does a lot for like females in the food world and things like that. Sounds but cool. It's like one of the coolest places to go because it's also right by the slaughterhouse, one of the only slaughterhouses left in Massachusetts. And something I used to do, like if I had to go out and do a pig demo because, you know, they would slaughter their own pigs there at the at the farm school because it's literally a school to teach people how to farm. A lot of city people send their kids there. It's really? just to kind of give them a healthy dose of reality. Sure. Um, Fuck yeah. But uh, I used to once a year go to the slaughterhouse. And it was kind of like a reminder. It was like something like, you know, I'm pretty good at keeping myself in check and like what I consume and how I talk about the animal. There's a lot of things I like to poke fun at. Like, you know, I'll hold a neck, a neck bone. Like it's my dick. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, I will also bring up, there's there a picture of that. There's a, yeah, there's a picture of, of that. <laughs> um, yes. That one's not posted on social media for I good reasons. A neck bone like it's my dick. Yeah. It's a normal thing for me, but um, going back to the slaughterhouse and like, you know, staying humble, like the reason why I do what I do and using 
all of parts of the animals and learning how to do like ridiculous things like blood sausage like blood sausage sucks to make but it uses all the weirdest parts that are left over like that's where blood sausage came from um it was like one of those things where if I went back once a, like once a year I kind of like be my conversation that my verbiage would change Okay. Like when I came back, like talking to my guests and talking oh, to the like people I was selling me to, like kind of deal, yeah, or like reminder as to like why you yeah. got into it. I never, I mean, I never really got too far. Like you know, I can joke and play around, but like at the end of the day, if someone really had a problem, I, I had a run in with PETA once, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Um, I was working in Boston, and I had to take down my social media. I had to like get walked back to my car. Like it was, it sucked. What? Yeah. Because they're, they're ruthless. Someone at my job had hashtagged me sausage queen, which is also problematic um, yeah. for other reasons. <laughs> but uh, no, it was just like something like, you know, there were a lot of pictures of me with sausages and animal parts and stuff like that. You know, like kind of, you know, cheek, what is it? Cheek and tongue kind of like comments tongue and, and things. Yeah, yeah, tongue yeah. and cheek, whatever. It's all animal parts to me at this there point. We go. There we go. It's all but, delicious. Um, it, it's all, they're all sausages. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's the phrase now. It's lips and assholes to me. Um, (laughs) But um, no, it was just like I felt trapped in what I did and what I loved because there's such a large group of people who are looking out for animal welfare and they couldn't see the side that I was also looking out for animal welfare because the meat industry is such a large part of what we do now. Yeah. And like how we eat, like as regular people, it's it's in every supermarket. Unless like you know, there's a few specialized markets that are 100% vegetarian. Um, but going to bat for the animals' welfare, like I've brought this one farm, and they're now at Simjing and um, and Dead Horse Chickering Farms. I've known them since I was 19. Um, so I've, it's been a long run for these three sisters. Their parents up in like Keene, Wait, New three Hampshire. Sisters that three own sisters farm? that own this farm. Yeah, that's awesome. Their uh, fam, their family owns a dairy farm. And if anyone knows anything about veal, veal is the byproduct of the dairy industry. Every right. veal back in the day that you've eaten, that anyone ate, was a boy because boys can't help milk. You need one boy for a whole huh. farm, one bull. Bingo. Yeah, that's it. So every other veal, that's where the veal industry came from. It wasn't just to murder babies. That's not yeah. a real thing. Yes, it digressed that way, but... Yes, they taste good because they're babies. <laughs> yeah, it does actually taste really delicious. I'm not going to feel bad about saying that. But um, they had a failing dairy farm. And so the three sisters went off to school and they came back and they say, hey, mom, dad, we've got an idea. Let's start Chickering Farm Veal. Let's make a veal program. So it was like crazy successful and all of their veal, they're just about, I think every single one of them are male unless they have a high demand and they will slaughter females. They're all milk fed grass raised. So that means they all stay with their mother. There's a point like cows are really smart. They're like humans. They'll, they'll separate from their mom be like, Hey mom, like I'm going to go play with my cow friends now. Like I'm going to check in sometime if I need a snack. Like that's it. Like there's a part where they separate from their parents, but all their veals range in size because they wait on that moment. So then they go hang out in the grass, you know, eat the grass, do whatever, but they've already separated emotionally from their mother and that's when they wind up to restaurants afterwards. Okay. So there's a little bit like, you know, some people like argue about quality um, because of sizing, but it's really the sizing issue is because they're doing it the humane way. Yeah. Right. And like bringing- yeah, they're not like taking this thing from oh, its yeah. mother when it's not ready or- that's awesome. It's, that's, that's the thing that would always frustrate me, especially about PETA, is, like, I would only give business to people like that. Yeah. Right. People who, like, humanely, like, I had one farmer, um, 
at the butcher shop in Boston, and this was like six years ago, who every day for all of his pigs, he would go up and rub them in between their eyes and in the middle of their head all the time. Pigs were accustomed to it. They were totally calm, whatever. And it's because when it was time for the actual kill, because most people use a bolt gun, um, they wouldn't panic. Mm-hmm. They were accustomed to the, I've heard of this. They were accustomed to the pressure on their head and it's something that the farmer would do with them normally and they were totally If anything, they felt welcomed. Yeah, Yeah, they felt, they felt fine. They weren't panicked because another thing about like killing an animal in panic mode is that there's a huge rush of adrenaline and you can tell like as a butcher, like I can tell when something died, like in a panic, there's like these red freckles like throughout the meat and that's the blood pumping. That's the adrenaline. That animal was tensed up and freaking the fuck out. They're frightened. It was, they, they were scared. And like knowing that like people are going out of their way to do just like this one weird thing, like just a little head rub. Yeah. The animal calm. Fucking brilliant. It's like they're calm. They calm when they die. They have the best quality of life. Like a lot of these small farms too, they're doing way better than what the government requires. Yeah. The government rules are garbage. I hate the FDA. Like, <laughs> like, like a strong passion because like. Easy, easy, Aaron. We're not going to try to take I'm down sorry. the FDA on this one. <laughs> not this week. Maybe not the yes. government. Not the whole government. <laughs> no, like the weekend is young. <laughs> I'm like fresh off like this Valentine's Day hatred. Like, <laughs> I, if anyone, I uh, like I mentioned, I work for Whole Foods now, and I I kind of work through a lot of different apartments. I'm almost always in produce through several stores, but I also uh, worked Valentine's Day in the floral department. Um, I've done floral work before, and this was like the worst fucking day of my life. It was just like like 10 hours of being bent over a table tying together roses for men who like were super agitated because they didn't order ahead they, their girlfriends were already pissed off at them and they didn't actually get anyone like what they wanted for, like I had one guy come up and he was like can I get six dozen roses and like me and the girls were like okay that's a lot of roses like you know that's like a $70 bouquet yeah. it's insane and we're like sitting there and I'm like with the head florist and I'm just like we took two of us to get it together because it yeah. was like the Are bouquet you was so all of them too? Oh my God. not all of them but like we'll wrap them they come a little bit pre-stripped so it's lucky there but I'm looking up and I was like are you sure this is what you want? He's like, I fucked up. And I'm like, <laughs> I put my head down. So I'm like still wrapping. I'm like taking like 10 rubber bands, to like put this thing together. And he was just like looking really sad. And I was like, do you mind if I ask what you did? <laughs> yeah, what did you I'm do? like, I'm so incredibly nosy. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. And he's like, well, my girlfriend said she wanted like, she wanted a snow shovel for the other day. And she was kind of joking about it that she really wanted a good snow shovel to shovel, whatever. Yeah. He got her a snow shovel for Valentine's Day and nothing else. Oh, no, see, no the ribbon. nothing else is the is the doer. No in. ribbon, no bow, and he left the price tag on it. And she had gone out of her way to like set up this whole thing. He's like, she got me a bunch of beer, and she got me this video game, and she got me all this other stuff. And I just left it on the table with the price tag on it, and was like, oh yeah, your Valentine's Day present is on the table. Dude, <laughs> go buy the roses, motherfucker. I was just oh. like. Like Amber, the other florist, I was like, we need to get set this guy up right now because he's gonna die. Like, oh, like gonna extra bones and like sad, and we were like, all right, we're gonna put this filler in. There's baby's breath. Like, <laughs> this is for you. And I was like, the chocolate's over here, the wine's down here. Yeah. Like, there are also band aids in this aisle if you need it. Like, yeah. and frozen peas over there. I don't know which direction this is gonna go. You know, facts. Yeah, Dude, here's bad. this bouquet of dying roses, like our relationship. Oh, don't even get me started. I get we. We didn't, we don't do flowers at home. Uh, Justin and I really like to talk to each other. And one of my biggest things like about life is like actually 
being who you are and like uh, yeah. no other answers. So for Valentine's Day, I got him a hatchet. That's what's and up. Fuck yeah. I went and waited. He hates waiting in lines. He thinks like the hypo for beer sucks, but he also like loves beer. <laughs> I back that. That's actually part of my, part of my st- uh, poke. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, I went and waited in Treehouse and got him a whole case of Treehouse for yeah, Valentine's yeah. Day and wow, like gave it to him that's early. Love. Yeah, that was that was like my big thing. And then he also like he got me the Fleetwood Mac vinyl, and then he also got me Kingdom Hearts three, which was like I've been playing Kingdom Hearts one on my old PlayStation two for the past two months, and then like having this Dang. like like nice shiny thing, I was like, oh my god, I love this so much. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what Fleetwood Mac album? Is it rumors? Always rumors, yeah. yeah always rumors. It's always rumors. It's it's- we, were, we stayed at a house uh, one summer. We rent the VRBO houses or whatever that thing. Mm-hmm. And this one uh, advertised that they had records and music to play through. So we're like, fuck yeah. Oh, so we're yeah. starting to flip through. We found not one, not two, but three copies of Fleetwood Mac rumors. <laughs> it's I mean, always rumors. It right, I mean, it's, it's a solid album. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But nobody needs three copies. No, you don't need three copies. I'm vital. Okay, that's a good point. There's one record I have two of on vinyl, but there's also one record that I own on every single platform. Like, literally, cassette, CD. What is it? Hold on. Oh, wait, are you going to guess? Is it Blink 182? I was about to ask. (laughs) That would be a really good guess. (laughs) Um, I do have many Blink, both vinyl and I have like every CD ever. Um, But. No, yeah. it's actually the Wallflowers bringing down the horse. It's their second record, mm. like the big one with one headlight. Really? Yeah, it became my favorite CD, or it became my favorite record about like probably ten years ago. My grandma randomly like probably bought a case of CDs yeah. from a yard sale of a person who was probably like fifteen years old in nineteen ninety seven because it was like <laughs> Spice Girls in sync, like that whole like. Oh. Mandy Moore's first CD, all this stuff. There's nothing wrong the with Mandy Moore. <laughs> so I go over there, and she's like, hey, like, I, I got that CD case. Like, take whatever you want out of it. So I'm like, oh, great. But also, whenever my grandma bought CDs, it was usually, like, country records. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like a cool, like, Willie Nelson thing I don't have or something. So I walk over, and I look. I'm like, uh, Nana, did you take a time machine and rob, like... Four of the girls from my eighth grade class. Like, it was just insane. I wouldn't have been mad. I would have been like, okay, Nana actually gets it now. Yeah, like, oh, like yeah. I just would have been like, woke. Nana gets it. Nana, Nana woke Nana's up. Woke She's here. So I ended up taking the entire, <laughs> like almost the entire collection of CDs. So if you go to my house right now, there, my CD collection is ridiculous. But that Wallflowers record was in there, and I was like, oh, like I know the two singles off of that song or off that CD. It was great. So what I used to do, uh, I used to go up to like the North Shore a lot, and I would bring two CDs with me, and I would force myself to listen to the entire record, like one on the way up and one on the way home, because I own so many. I was like, I need to just see, like, oh, I need what to else just is on this yeah, thing? Yeah, like, what else is going on? So that just happened to be one of the ones I grabbed one day, and I'm on my way up there, and it literally didn't leave my car for six months. It, and it's a, it's a CD that like I liked the two singles, but I never ever looked forward into or looked deeper into that band. And it, to this day, it's my favorite record ever. And then I went out and bought it. I looked on the uh, on eBay. I was able to find the cassette like still wrapped from like ninety. I think nineteen ninety seven. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, that, I, I also own it on iTunes. I think twice on iTunes. Can you yeah. buy it twice on iTunes? Uh, I mean, they're probably going to take your money accounts. any, any yeah, way yeah, you they'll, want. They'll take but, your yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but definitely have it. Because I had it on 
my computer at my parents' house, and then I bought it. I think on my phone or something. Yeah, it must have been a different iTunes yeah. account. But yeah, I. That's awesome. Big fan of that record. I don't even know why. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Well, but yeah. Okay, so back to you. Yeah. All right. So. Sorry, sorry we've, we've deep dove on your on your background. Let, yeah. I'm curious to know, with a little bit of time left before we get with the Stokes and Pokes, just uh, what was Chopped like? Like, what did you have to go audition? Like, how did you get there? So, it all started with um, the first Chopped Worcester um, over in the White Room at Crompton. Um, Alina, who owns Sweet, where Simjang now is, um, so she's been on the Food work, Food Network a bunch. She's done like Cupcake Wars, whatever. Um, I was talking with Alina, and we were joking about it because I was super into the actual Chopped Worcester thing. Yeah. I didn't compete. I helped set it up. Um, my biggest thing was it went to like an actual great cause. It's Jeremiah's, and so it's a halfway house for all kinds of people. Um, I've had a family member who's been in that halfway house, which okay. is super. It, it hit home, and I was like, Oh Personal. my God. That's awesome. This yeah. thing's awesome. Like it's a ticket event. People love the premise of Chopped, even though it's bonkers. Like I'm <laughs> someone who never watched the Food Network because I would just like, it was one of those things like my dad and my mom would always be watching the Food Network when I got home from work and they'd be like, why don't you sit down and watch with us? And I was like, listen, if you just worked a bunch of hours, like doing accounting, yeah. would you sit your ass down and watch a TV show about accounting? Right. Absolutely not. I want to watch some E! News yeah. and I want some fried chicken. Like right. this is like my life. I want trash. <laughs> Give me Visual like, trash. Give me visual trash, um, except for like catfish. Catfish is like the best show ever. <laughs> respect, respect. It's like my favorite show. <laughs> I watch, I watch reruns. It's so good. You're um, Yeah. It's an emotional roller coaster. Like you're scared. Yeah, Ricky, it's an emotional roller coaster. Come on. It's like the same. The, don't even get me sorry. I want you to know, Ricky, that I've like withheld. We already talked about music and I didn't even bring out my greatest love. And I know oh, I want to. Okay, because I already have their next tour dates like really? saved in my phone, so I can tell you about it later. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> you don't know about this, Travis. Wait, wait, remember last night when I told you what her favorite song was, and you were like, "Wait, in like a real way or in an ironic way?" That's, that's, right. that's me. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> if anyone who's listening to this knows me, um, they know what we're talking about yeah. already. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really shocked to learn you like this unironically or like genuinely. Yeah, and like when I explain it to you, you're gonna get it. It's okay. a whole, it's, you're gonna like feel bad for making fun of me for like. I don't actually know the backstory. I've never felt bad about oh, making fun of it for someone. I'll let you know about the backstory. It's not like it's not something to do with song. It's the band. Okay. Um, I mean, other than them being musical geniuses. I, I mean, you just true. really like Shrek. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I mean, come on, get out of my swamp, <laughs> please. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, Chop, so we were talking about it and whatever, joking. The event went really well. We raised a ton of money, and it was super fun for everyone involved. So I was talking to Alina. I was like, hey, like, I would love to, like, be more involved in this. This whole thing was great. And she had, like, had jokingly said, you know, like, we get, like, we get emails, anyone who's been the Food Network, when they're looking, casting calls, whatever. And she's like, they're doing a female butcher thing, blah, blah, blah. And I vaguely, I very vaguely remember this. I was drinking that whole night. As you do at any event when you live and work in the food industry. Like, it was my sure. lifestyle. Right. Um, but it was, what, what day was it? It was Columbus Day, and I remember because we were closed, and I was doing some work in um, Coomer's back, and I got a call on the landline, and they were looking for me. And some, someone was. They wanted to talk to me about Chopped. And I was like, okay, it had to have been Chopped Wester. Like, the whole Food Network thing right. is like, it was so far yeah. away from me. Yeah, it why wasn't, would they randomly call? Was it still like, in your head at that point, or no, you forgotten? absolutely not. I don't even know what I ate for breakfast. It's like, Respect. It's, it, it, um, I have too many things. <laughs> 
So yeah, no, I talked to them for like an hour or so on the phone and like they were just asking me all these questions and I was like, you know, trying to talk about like my love for community and like all this stuff. And so on the other end, other end to them, they were like, oh my God, she interviews like so well. She's a, she's an all-star. <laughs> I'm just going to keep sprinkling those in there. Um, but she like, I, oh, I, I, I'm oh, thinking. Oh, I see what's happening. <laughs> Hey, now. Watch out. Hey, you're on, you're on your press junket. I like it. So somebody once told you that you should be on job. Yeah, somebody once told me, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I can see, like, looking back, like, I must have sounded like this incredibly amazing community person who, like, was birthed from, like, like the gods who, like, just wanted to, like, be so wholesome and wonderful. Little did they know I'm, like, not, not very the close. sharpest tool in I'm, the shed. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed at all. Respect. <laughs> They bring happiness. What can I say? That's why you love them. It's true. It's true. Um, But at the end of this phone call, they're like, oh my God, this sounds so great. So like, there's a couple other steps to this and they're going on about all these other things I have to do. They're like, we're going to send this up to the network, blah, blah. And I'm like, what network? I'm like, is it like the local Worcester? Yeah. Whatever. Are we going to do like a, like a TV crew, like for like the news and like this woman's really quiet. She's like, no, this is Chop from Food Network. And I was like, I'm on a landline. And I'm like, hold on one second. I'm breaking up and I'm in, a, I'm in a bad area. So I put the landline down and I walk around like just the office and go, <gasps> 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 like, pretty exaggerated because I had to get out of my system. <laughs> and I was like, I pick up the phone. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. Just send me an email. Thanks. Bye. Like, and I just kind of like wraps it up. It was like two weird. Vi- I had to like do a couple of videos. Like I video call interviews and stuff like that. Um, and then like all of a sudden it happened like so insane yeah it so they was, flew you out did you have to do it around here did you do it oh no we went to new york oh it's in new york yeah to new york which also like the day it happened was like the they give you a stipend to go stay in a hotel which is you know traveling fees and you have to get there the day before just in case there's an emergency for all competitors yeah. who go um and that morning so i had to be at the meetup spot at like 5 36 a.m. The morning before that, the hotel in Manhattan, mm. the pipes exploded at like two or three in the morning. Mm. <laughs> but I wish I could like, and it was just like this noise that was like vibrating the walls. And I'm just like laying in bed and I'm like looking at Justin. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, this is it. I'm not, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna rip my hair out. I'm never gonna make it to this thing. And I just, I'm, this is the worst. And then on top of it, um, Someone that I really like admired had checked into New York City, and I was like, "I'm gonna lose. This person's in. There, there's no other reason oh, for this person like you're to competing be competing against them." I like. I had this vague thought. I was like, "This person. I'm. I'm. I'm competing. If I'm competing against something, like I'm good. But like, this person's a professional, and I'm gonna rip my hair out. Like I'm you're like. I was just kind of like. I was like sitting there, and I was like in this like downward spiral, and then I smoked a little, and then I went to bed <laughs> for like two hours, and then woke uh, up, and then respect. It was like a super long day, and that was that was it. And then you can find out what happens to me in my ratchet face. Uh, on March 5th. <laughs> That's awesome. So wait, it's March 5th? March 5th at 9 p.m. Food Network. Food Network. Cool. The real thing. The real deal, baby. Watching party anywhere? Um, we're thinking possibly Simjing. Um, more if that does happen with Simjing. Yeah. Um, Let us know. We'll definitely Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll know. We'll shout I'm it sure. out on the social. We're, probably, I mean, I'll definitely yeah. be there. Yeah, I'll sure, be there. We'll be there Ella sure. Benson will put it on blast because she's a sweet, sweet she angel. And I love greatest. her so much. Um, and I haven't seen her in a long time and I need to because so I'm being a bad. Yesterday? I'm, I'm very jelly. <laughs> it was awesome. so jelly. You could put it on toast. 
I might even see it literally. Yes. And then um, if not, there might they might also be showing it at the bar at Whole Foods because Ooh. the Whole Foods is an in Shrewsbury on Boston yeah. Turnpike. Um, that's where I that's my home station. So I'm often there if anyone needs some information about how to pick a melon. It's a Thursday yeah. night. It is a Tuesday. 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 I can go. That's how I know. That's how I Thursday. I will get a projector and we'll figure out a way to project it on the wall of oh the dive bar. Oh my god, I'm going to be drinking heaven, hev- heavily the entire time. <laughs> it's just like one of those things. It's not that I've, I feel weird about like seeing myself on TV, but like there are things that I do. Like here's said picture of me holding a go um, a, a neck Quite like lovely. a dick. That's it's fantastic. things that I like am doing in the comfort of my kitchen fellows. Yeah. And then doing it on national TV, um, I didn't really find a separation there, so I just acted like an idiot the whole time. Whatever, it's I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure it's very. I can't wait. I narrated myself out loud the entire time. It was bad. (laughs) Just like out of nerves. And then, this like, sh- awesome. shout out to Mikey Wentz, um, CDC of uh, Simjang. One of the things I said constantly throughout the show was, I'm going to throw up, which is one of his his signature, <laughs> um, like, catchphrases. Really? It was to the point where, like, someone pulled me aside. They're like, okay, so we need to know if you're actually going to throw up because <laughs> you're saying it an awful lot. And I was just like, okay, so I don't know if I'm going to throw up. It's not like I throw up at things like this, but I might throw up. And they're like, okay, so we need to know. How yeah. can you let us know? I'm like, I'll put my arms up. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you mean you, the thing you do when you're done with the round? And I'm like, yeah, just have a bucket ready when yeah, we finish the round. Like, <laughs> no. And they're looking at me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'll find a trash can. Don't worry. I'm good at like projecting my vomit in the yeah. right place. <laughs> I'll file this away in the appropriate. Don't worry. I'm from Quincy. I can handle this. <laughs> Remember that ratchet part? Like, bitch, I got this. Like, Come on. There's like, you know that I walk around with Tums ibuprofen and also quick stitch. Come on. What's up? <laughs> That's fantastic. But yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, and then there were definitely, uh, I'd love to answer more questions. Um, have people make fun of me after it airs. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Plenty of jokes will be made. So it's all butcher, female butchers? All female butchers. It was one that's of the first awesome. times in my life that I had actually met other female butchers. Um, I'm friends with all three of them. That's so Right safe. now I talk to them at least once a week and it's like an incredible, like outside of like the whole TV thing, like meeting these three other women has been like life changing. Like meeting other girls who do this male dominant job. Like, yeah, you know, people sure. think of butchers, they think of an old guy with a mustache and a cigar hanging out of his mouth. For sure. And then there's me. I'm 5'3, um, I'm super high pitched, and like, I'm like, oh my God, hi, welcome. And then like, you can here's see me like, here's yeah. my neck bone dick, and I'm putting something through a bandsaw. It's fine. It's my shirt. It's going to cut on it. It's going to cut on it. That, that's not like anything on my face it's just blood don't look so I have like no experience in the actual like food industry but I loved Anthony Bourdain's book uh, Kitchen Confidential and Mm -hmm. in that he straight up shout outs any woman that can able to stay in a kitchen because it's such a male driven testosterone fuck face it blows Um, one of the biggest things like I think I ever saw um, was uh, at any given day a dude can come into the kitchen and give 80% and goes by if a woman comes into a kitchen and I can except in recent experience and I can attest to this for pretty much my whole life if I gave anything less than 140% 
it was noted and yeah. it was brought out and it was dragged out and I was less than. That's fucked. And I can say that in about, uh, other than I, I, I'll say like really, except for like Dead Horse and Simjang and um, a few, like maybe like two other places in my life. That has been so prevalent in my life. Like I had like, it's something like my boyfriend doesn't work in the food industry. He works in the medical industry, which is great. Yeah. Um, it's nice having contrast. <laughs> he doesn't need to know. <laughs> he doesn't need to know. But like, I remember like, trying to explain to him like about places I'd work and like the reason for a certain neurotic behavior I had um, like the reason behind it was because like I was like you don't get it I'm like I just by default am not enough mm -hmm. and it's infuriating I could be faster I could be stronger like I, I lift get at the more gym yields, I can beautiful do cuts everything I can do all these things and work so hard and like have these certificates and this degree and all of these accomplishments and these accolades and things that I did but because I've got two boobies it's anectic. Anectic. Don't forget my neck yeah. dick. It's pretty. It's pretty girthy. It's big, There's um, plenty of men in the industry. It's like the, the size of my forearm. <laughs> Smack a dude with it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but um, no matter what I would do, it wasn't enough. And he's like, I don't get it. He's just like, that just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you're a hundred percent right. And yeah. I'm like, it's. It makes me, I've had gray hairs recently in the last few years of my life. And being 26, getting gray hairs is the worst thing ever. I rip them out all the time. I know you're not supposed to do that, but like what? going through that and like realizing the impact of that and how it bothers you, yeah. especially as a woman, not that I have extra feelings because that whole idea is bullshit. Um, it's just like, why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make some food. I she just is a person feed. that is kicking ass. You should give her respect regardless of her gender. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Anyone. Anyone yeah, should get any respect. Any person. If you're busting your ass, <laughs> if you're out there doing the damn thing, shut the fuck up and give them respect. Yeah. yeah. I want to, like, be the Oprah of respect. Like, you'll get some respect. You'll get some respect. <laughs> Everybody get some respect. Because there's none. I want to be the Oprah. <laughs> I want to be the Oprah of respect. Please let me give it. You get your own magazine, TV network. I would love that. I want a Gale. Actually, no, I have I have a Gale. Anna McKinnis is my Gale. Anna McKinnis is my Gale. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Shout out to Anna. Shout out to Anna. Anna, I love you so much. Please just come over and hang out with me and drink wine. I miss you so much. I'll see you soon. Sweet baby girl. Sweet baby girl. Sweet baby girl. I love that. That's true. She's a babe. She is. I love Anna's, her. Anna's the greatest. We uh, go to see Frank Turner every time he comes around now. It's like mm -hmm. our thing. It's a good thing. Did I just tell you my little fun Frank Turner story? No. So we were at the show. Anna there. No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, probably. I'm surprised she probably was she, there. She probably was. But my dad was. Uh, <laughs> okay. My dad and I went and saw them, uh, Frank Turner open up for... Um, holy shit, I can't think. Social Distortion at the... Uh, uh, Boston. At, at the Boston. of Blues, thank you. Gotcha. <laughs> and it was the night he was recording, Frank Turner was recording stuff for Hey, 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 oh, yeah. Country. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Where uh, it has the big cacophonous, like, uh, yeah. he recorded that at Boston, at the, uh, oh my God, whatever I can. House of Blues. Thank you. <laughs> Recorded at House of Blues off the demo version, not the studio version. So my dad and I joke and say that if you listen to it really specifically, you could hear my dad's voice. <laughs> that is amazing. Long way around of saying. I wish I had new words. And I'm then. trying to think of the name of that song. Words are it's hard. literally like one of my top, probably three favorite songs ever. 
And I can't. I still believe. I still believe. I keep wanting to say get better, and I know that that's not it. That is another Frank Turner song, but that's not the one. That's that not this one. Yeah. yeah. Ah, fuck. Love Frank Turner. Sorry, I let you down, Anna. Anna's, Anna's gonna be listening to this and be like, this fucking idiot has yeah. seen Frank Turner. He's both. Like, I'm, I've got to be over it ten times now. Yeah. I Holy know. Shit. I know my Frank Turner, and I just I had a you know it's your Frank okay. Turner discogging. It's fine. <laughs> had a moment. Jumping it all up. Everyone has moments. It's yeah. the microphone. It makes you forget everything. It's true. It's like yeah. a big robotic dick in your face, and you just forget <laughs> things. You just don't know what to do. You're a little nervous. You don't want to so get close, but you kind of do. True. You're a little intrigued. You smell like, weird, what? microphone. I like it. Where have you been? What do you taste like? like? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Talk on the I know, it's, it's been like, a lot of wiener talk. So wait, I mean, so, that's my kind of, that's my thing. I mean, wiener talk. I just make sausages. Who isn't comfortable talking about dicks? We're actually changing the name of the show from seltzer time to wiener time. That's okay. I am down. And it's just helicopter dicks. So, <laughs> done. Done. Uh, oh my, my little four, ten and a half foot, oh, a tall wife will chase me around the house going, helicopter dick, Hel- <laughs> helicopter dick. <laughs> One of my favorite things in the entire world. That's fantastic. Oh my Me god. Me and my oddly enough, had a conversation about helicopter dicks last night at the death. Because I was you- telling him about my Sunday, which poor Naomi had to deal with uh, me and Porter outside of Dead Horse, blackout drunk. And I was like dancing, like wiggling to the people who on a Sunday night at like 6.30 were just trying to enjoy their dinner. And, These civilians. Yeah. Which <laughs> regular people. They didn't deserve. <laughs> What they're seeing. They deserve that and more. They were in Worcester. Also, Jared, if you listen to this, I'm so sorry. I was so drunk on Sunday night. I can only imagine how annoying that was. Like, I know me and I know how annoying it was. I'm so sorry. I love so you, you so much. You whipped your dick out at those people? I did people? not whip my dick out. Good point. Thank you for coming up. No, I did not whip my dick out. But the way Porter and I were dancing was very reminiscent of what would be helicopter dick. To the poor people who are just eating their dinner on a Sunday night oh at Dead Horse. Oh my goodness. It was awesome. I sometimes wonder how hard I have to spin it for it to just lift me off and take me away. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is harder than I can spin it. It's usually hard That's enough fantastic. where it's going to detach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we lose it, and then I got to trace yeah. it, and then I got to make a poster well, for it. Have you, you seen this dick? Yeah. Have you seen? There's a Netflix movie called Member in okay I by the look on both of your faces you neither of you have seen this so it's like a shitty teenage comedy and the premise of it um Mike actually Mike from Simjang actually talked to us about it and he said he watched the whole thing because he was so curious and just ended up watching this whole movie so the front of the movie is the eggplant emoji and it's called member and the premise is a bunch of these kids you know they're hanging out they're like seniors in high school whatever I still haven't watched it Uh, I'm very curious but I haven't gotten that curious enough I'm sure like a couple of drinks will get me there we could watch this at Simjong before your episode of Trump. I'm pretty sure that's not family friendly. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe it is. So the premise is all these kids go out and they go camping and some kind of accent, you know, one of the kids likes one of the girls and, you know, he's trying to, like, impress her and he cuts his dick off. And it's the wacky Ooh. adventures that ensue where they're trying to get the dick on ice and the kid get to the hospital, the but they're but they're stuck in the woods. They're lost. You know, some like some kind of animal gets a hold. They lose the dick at some point, like, and they have to just get the kid and the dick. And then, like, you know, the girl he likes has the dick. It's like this crazy teen adventure. And he was just like, I wasted my life watching this. And I'm like, I might need to waste my I, life watching this too. Honestly, like. I think I need to watch so I have so many jokes. One, it would be fitting before the episode of Chopped. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I would say that 
the name of the episode is Meet Your Match, and it's M-E-A-T. And there's, like, definitely points in the show where I'm, like, like, I don't know if it was, like, on purpose or if I just blacked out. I'm just making meat puns over and over again to, like, try to stabilize myself and, like, get through these challenges. That's what's up. But uh, it's just, so yeah. It's... Is full of puns. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so real quick, so you went mm-hmm. from working in the kitchen for years um, to Whole Foods. Yeah. Drastic, <laughs> drastically different life. Like, yeah. How so the fuck did that happen? Um, a lot of things happened all at once. Um, <laughs> it was like kind of this, like I can't really pinpoint like one big thing that had me make this decision um, yeah. like I wasn't having a good time with um, the amount of hours I was working and then trying to also have a serious relationship at the same time you know like I live with Justin and it's great and we love each other dearly I ask him to marry me once a week and he says I have to wait it's bullshit um, I keep having to change my appointment at City Hall <laughs> <laughs> he's not like, really awesome. hard when he hears this because he's like how many times I've asked him to marry me <laughs> and like they don't work weekend hours for anybody so it's like no. You gotta pull all these strings. He's also like fake proposed to me twice, just like to pull like it's so it was so funny. We went to Quebec and we're like it was like 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 it was so nice out. We're eating ice cream and there's these lights and it looks like Paris and like old Quebec where like the mansion like tower thing is. He gets down on one knee and then he ties his shoe and I was just like I like Justin. Justin, I've never met you, but I did that to Sarah. I was like I like you. I was like rolling over. I was laughing. It was like one of the funniest things that like he's he does many funny things that make me laugh but like this was like peak like he was like he's like I mean like I would have actually proposed to you if like I was re- like if it was like you know the proper timing and stuff yeah. but I have to fuck with you a little bit before we get there and I'm there like I go. hate you so much like, oh, you're the worst but um that's 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 material you gotta put a ring up like I that's know. that's awesome but you know I was having all these issues with like you know he for a long time when I met him he worked third shift so he worked from 10pm to 6am and then obviously in a restaurant I work all day all mm-hmm. night and I'm home to sleep and that's it yeah. um, I wanted to change my hours so that I could you know facilitate actually seeing him and he had Saturday and Friday off at the time and that's not real days I could get off ever no those no. are the busiest <laughs> yeah, those are um, and then I also uh, my both my parents work at the same company and last year they found out they were getting laid off um, my mom has been there for 36 years oh. and so like that was my mom's one stable thing like we've been through the ringer my family's like the bad luck family like we've almost lost the house we've done this we've done that like every bad thing like we're Quincy kids we we can figure it out at the end of the day um it might be a little ratchet but like I said we're Quincy kids we figure it out um they're having issues with like waiting to get the notice and they cut like their wages and stuff like that so I was like I need to start helping them out financially and like what I was getting paid at the time wasn't going to really cut it and so I kind of like I had been joking about for like seven years, like going to Whole Foods, like it was a joke. So when I told my mom I applied, she's like, no, you say that all the time. And I'm like, no, really, I applied and I got accepted. And like, that was it. Like, it was just like, do you want to start before Thanksgiving? And I was like, yeah. Okay. Can I start yesterday? Well, they probably looked at your resume and they're like, "Uh, you want to work here? (laughs) They were like, were you, did you mean to apply to prep foods or the butchery department, the meat department? I was like, no produce. And they're like, let's talk. You're not even in the butchery department. I am not currently. No, I was like, there was just a couple of animals that came through um, 
last year and it was a little too much for me um if anyone knows anything about dead horse uh, we do everything by hand dead horse and simjang it's really like their crafts at are doing like fine skills yeah. and um, one of those things did fall into butchery so a lot of the animal breaks down i say a lot it's all of the animal breakdowns i did were with a hacksaw a mallet and a cleaver so most professional butchers have a bandsaw you know something you can cut through bone with quite ease um we got quite a few animals and then it was just like over wear, overall wear and tear with being a female butcher and being five three um i damaged my sciatic nerve sure. which is a life-changing um injury sure. unfortunately so it's like there are days like where i'm like most of the time i'm fine there's some days like i'm like i can't walk and my butt feels like it's gonna fall off oh. like it's just like it's so it's all the way down your body and it's just like the best way i can describe like that kind of nerve ting is like if someone's like highly strung guitar and you just like go and go bing yeah. But it's like every time you walk it's and breathe. It's debilitating as I understand it. Yeah. There are some days it's good, some days it's bad. Um, mostly good days. But yeah, no, I had to just take a break for a little while. Like there are things I miss, but there's also this huge advantage of being out of the food world where I get to actually cook at home. I haven't done that since I met Justin like back mm. like almost two years now. And cooking at home is like life changing. Like, <laughs> I like this. I actually watched the first food kind of show on Netflix. Um flavors of origin it's in chinese but there's english subtitles i'm okay. about this one small chinese province um but uh i sat down and watched this uh, like this 30 minute episode and he like came in he's like are you watching something about food and i was like yeah i think it's time and he was like okay because like i just i, I, I it sure. hurt me like it was i was burnt out i didn't love it anymore and i'm like trying to fall back in love with it so it's like this weird thing where like you know i have to distance myself through this one thing that i love and feel so passionately above and really it's one of the things that i really know how to do well other than parallel park like those are my two skills i can like cook at parallel park like a motherfucker yeah at I, the same time no <laughs> no i mean i'd be more impressed Dangerous. i can parallel park in the south end Okay. I mean, that's, that's still impressive, that but you're not preparing food do while doing it. So. I mean, but those are my two things. You're always like, going to be lesser than, sorry. I know. It's because of my boobs. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Nice. So not nice. true. So not true. It's Chad not was true. We're fine. I'm not offended. Okay, Stop yelling. Don't. Stop. Wait, what did the kids yell? Don't at me, bro. Yeah, don't at me, don't bro. At me. Don't at me, bro. Don't at us. I don't it. have a Twitter. If you see a Twitter for me, it's fake. I have a Twitter. Don't at me. It I still might be fake. <laughs> Mine's real as fuck. I tried to make one, but then people kept following me thinking I was like a hockey sport kind of thing. Uh, and then I was like, no. I have I'm nothing to do with sticks or ice. I mean, in the winter, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I love sticks and ice. There we go. I mean. <laughs> in the summertime, not so much. <laughs> I mean, unless it's like a ice cream stick and like ice cream. That would be the only Six exception. Nice. Sticks and ice. Not yeah. that kind of sick and ice. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not here to puck with you. Oh, it's getting bad. Let's just skate right by that pond. <laughs> that is my new favorite moment of the entire show. Oh, you're welcome. Um, just kidding. But it's up there. That was really good. I'm, just, I'm a hockey guy. Just so like, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Love that. Uh, so, Right. Hey, Solon, hit us with it. Stokes and Pokes. All right. Uh, I'm going to go first this week. So, my poke um, is kind of a. So I wasn't really sure like how to attack this poke. I, I've had a, a a long day of thinking about it. Um, so my poke is kind of a general poke in terms of how people 
kind of uh, like push where they go. You know what I mean? Like we got a lot of new restaurants and, and a lot of new bars and things like that opening, and that's awesome. And it's it's rad. It's great. I'm sure they all offer something. It's especially after talking to you and hearing more and more and more about how like I already know Dead Horse and Sim Jong are like spots you know yeah i love those guys i love their food i know everybody that works in both places um (laughs) it weirds me out seeing all these places open and the initial reaction from a lot of people who have like a lot of followers and stuff like that is this is the best place you gotta go here you gotta go here and then they don't even go back there though you know that kills me yeah it's the influencer thing exactly and it it kind of reminds me a lot of beer culture where it's hey, this brewery is awesome. You've never been there. You've never had their beer. And then once their beer is then everywhere, it's, well, I mean, like, have you heard of this place that you've never heard of? <laughs> oh, it's, it's the, like the newest trend. It's yeah. bad. Like everyone wants to be like one step up above exactly. each other. I'm glad that this place is opening. It's fantastic. But at the same time, like keep showing love to the places that you know are, are good and you know the people that work there and like you know where your money's going. That's the biggest thing. If you show love once, like, you know, like the thing that kills me is so on Google is like, um, if you look on reviews for places, there's like, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a kind of reviewer. They're like, it's like neighborhood, like review guy. Like it has a special thing. Like they're experts in the area or whatever. I can't, it's got this stupid name. They've done so many Yelp reviews that. Yeah. Like they're like noted as their profile as like a connoisseur of this one specific thing. Um, they like if they want to leave that review and a lot of times what happens is like they leave that one review and everyone's like they go once and then they never go back yeah. that's when these businesses close yeah mm-hmm. that's you like love it so much cool you went once and you took the instagram picture and like you tagged all your friends and you talked about how great it was and you had brunch there and you had three mimosas and like you wore the cutest dress that you just got and like you're just so excited <laughs> and then you never go back because you went once and then you just kind of forget about yeah. it and like the thing about like keeping a community alive especially the restaurant community is you have to work at it to keep it alive like not like us as the restaurateurs like everyone else as the eaters if you want this if you want this thing that's happening what's here to keep happening you gotta go and spend the money. Yeah, and you go have support to it. go. You have to support it. Like support is like yeah. Like we love when you, like we love when you get the awesome Yelp review or you like you know leave a comment about how someone like went out of their way to make sure like your family had a great birthday night or whatever. That's yeah. great. But when it comes down to support, we need the money. Yeah, that's yeah. like restaurants ain't cheap. Exactly. If you come, yeah, we're gonna be awesome and we're gonna bend over left and right. We're gonna do that anyway. But you gotta support us, or yeah. it's not gonna happen. Exactly. It's like, or yes. we're gonna close. Yeah. That I mean, definitely, you know, try out the new places and stuff. But like, maybe the following week, go back to a, a spot that you know treats you. There is a drastic difference between the way you're treated at Simjong and Dead Horse and Armsby, like places that. You know, they get to know their regulars. There's a reason mm-hmm. why they're full of regulars every single time you go. Oh, yeah. You know the whole the staff, but you also know like five of the fucking people that are sitting in there because every time you go, two of them are there. You know? Yeah, they're a community establishment, mm-hmm. not exactly. just some restaurant. And then but they're also like you know the people that work there because they're out in the community at other events. They're at other restaurants. Yeah, they're supporting like, they're supporting their own lifestyle. That's yeah. what it is. You see places open and it's you don't know the people that work there. And that kind of weirds me out because they're not that far from other places that I go to constantly. But I, there's certain places I walk in, I'm like, where do you, do you guys come from somewhere else? Like, do they bust you in to work? I know everyone and I don't know you. So can I you know like, literally everyone. I know everyone. 
I'm Mr. Wo- Mr. Worcester. My it's name's Ricky, and like, who are you? <laughs> you know, how most people write their you? name on their underwear. I write Worcester. That's how Worcester I am. <laughs> who the fuck <laughs> are you? <laughs> no, um, I'm gonna yeah. keep blood. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, so my book is just the people who are, are so fascinated with being the first one to find the next thing, but then they don't even show it love again. It's just a real quick like. No, they're doing it for the gram. Yeah. They're not doing it for the love of the industry or the love exactly. of the, the, the people that actually put the food together. Exactly. Go to a place that cares. Just fucking respect the place. Keep it back. Show it support. Huh? You get some respect. You get some respect. <laughs> we are Bring the only person Oprah. everyone yeah. gets respect. Uh, my stoke is actually a skateboard company. <laughs> I don't skateboard at all. Uh, I haven't skateboarded in like 17 years. But... I came across this company called uh, Illuminati Boards. They're awesome. Like, just their designs are sick. They also are officially licensed. What's up? Oh, no. I'm oh, waiting. I think. Oh, no, She's no, getting no, ready for her. She's <laughs> waiting for you to done I was like, being done talking so she can no, talk No, I don't. I, I can't do anything on my legs other than walk. <laughs> I feel you. Um, yeah, so they... Other than walk. They've done boards for... Uh, they're officially licensed by the NHL and the NBA. And they... I don't know. I just think it's, like, the coolest... Coolest thing ever, and I hope somebody to have a house that's full of skateboards that I can't use. I just want to hang them up. Skateboards and guitars, the two things that I've never learned how to do. Skateboards I want to do look cool, hung up. up. So, would yeah. you put trucks on it? Like, would you? Nah, fuck no. So you, <laughs> just, you don't want to wreck the house. No, I just want decks like everywhere. Yeah, respect. Sick decks. Sick decks. <laughs> decks on decks on decks. <laughs> My deck. But yeah. So shout out to Illuminati boards. Um, that's all I got, really. Right. Um, I would like to start off with my stoke because I'm so excited. That's fine. That's what my grandmother says at bingo if anyone wants to know when Shake she's not winning. Shake them up. My grandmother calls me a dirty dog. If I'm beating her at anything, you dirty dog. My grandmother says the worst things. I go to bingo and it's, <laughs> I haven't gone to bingo in a while because Bammy scares me. Um, but yeah, shake them up. Um, my, my stoke is so, I live in Sterling. I'm not in Worcester anymore. I lived off of Park Ave before. But um, Sterling's right next to West Wildston. And so my biggest thing is I don't often get out to actually. It's like once in a blue moon, um, I will go see Ricky at like 5 o'clock. Like, uh, where the the only, we open? Yeah, like I go into the dive bar when they open. And then we leave just as the first real customers are coming in. Because <laughs> like I, I get up so early now for work. I work like the real morning shift. So I get up around like 4 a.m. Most, yeah. most oh. days now. It's a big. I, I go to bed early, though. Like, yeah. it's big life change. Um but my biggest like stoke is so I found out Mass Live did an article about this bar opening up called Recess yeah Um, my biggest thing is like at bars like you know like the pint has like you know like you can play Jenga and their games and like other places um I know they have board games at um uh, Wormtown like you know there's it's starting to be yeah it's starting to be a normal thing like people doing stuff and interacting with each other and like actively using their brains and doing stuff to like have a good time while drinking um so recess uh like i said mass live just did an article about it and it's going to be in west boylston it says a twenty thousand square foot space will feature life-size chess checkers connect four and many other classic games a field for wiffle ball kickball and dodgeball and a space for td 10 pin a football bowling hybrid in which players throw a football 40 feet to knock down 10 boiling bowling pens um I am so fucking excited. Like, it's this. like a big adult kid it's, park. Or it's a, a kid park. park, and it's, it's it's a bar. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So like, they have I also axe like throwing. Yeah, yeah, all the things, and it's so I'm looking at their website. It's recess take 
2.com. So recess, just like the old kid show, just like at school. Um, it says the kid oh, show, yeah. the classic show. Um, King literally their thing says recess, take two drink, play fun. We're bringing fun back. Um, construction is almost complete. We'll be coming to West Boylston mass very soon. I'm like, just so excited because like my biggest grievance, it's kind of like a stoke and a maybe baby poke. Uh-huh. Um, is like when we sit and drink, we just end up, everyone ends up bitching. Yeah. When you drink, you bitch. It's like, it's a natural reaction. As a bartender, I actually can vouch for that. Yeah. You, people <laughs> I drink. I hear lots of bitching. <laughs> they, they drink and bitch. Um, but like doing something productive, like interacting with other people, that's awesome. And yeah. like having like a space to facilitate that. Like I've driven out to Quarters in Amherst. I don't know if you guys have ever been. It's like a video, old video game bar. Oh, it's, oh okay. Yep. It's dope. It's it's like amazing. Fun spot up in New Hampshire. It's, it's awesome. And then there's a couple other places like in on like Burlington, and then there's another one. I can't remember the name of it. That's in um, was it Hadley Quarters? And then there's like State Park in Cambridge. Oh there's, yeah, there's yeah. supposed to be one coming to Worcester. Yeah, that's super exciting. Like that stuff. Like Simjang has the three um, games upstairs, yeah. and that's awesome. But like having a whole place like we're like. You no kids walk. allowed. Like there are things I want to do in my life before I have children because like I don't want kids to ruin it. Like yeah. I love kids. I have a niece and four nephews and I love them to death. They're fun ages, whatever. But like sometimes like fuck kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Daddy's gotta get crazy. <laughs> I wanna go to Disney like once before I have children. Like so I can have fun at Disney before I have to deal with being at Disney with children of my own. Yeah. Like there are things and this bar facilitates all the things you wanna do and remember how to do like as a fun like grown-up because you're still allowed to have fun when you're growing up people forget they're like oh i don't know i just listen to a podcast like <laughs> that's what i did my saturday afternoon that's other okay. than this part this podcast okay is different you, that's all you did today like, <laughs> we still we still love you that's appreciate. okay like we're talking about real things like we're not npr um true it's really really hard to be like Ira glass <laughs> On this episode of Seltzer Time, we're going to discuss community development. We're exploring the theme of blood (laughs) and things you can use as a penis. (laughs) But yeah, no, that's my soak. It's like this one bar that's opening up. And then also... um, As a kid from West Wilson, that's... It's super exciting. very excited for that. Um, And then also, in case anyone was really wondering um we've been kind of talking about it most of the time but uh my favorite song in the entire world is all star by smash mouth um yes. <laughs> travis is already I shaking i just hand. i can't believe okay, it okay so i need everyone who's listening to this think you know every fucking word and don't tell me you don't it's true you will sing to it every time it's on even for a second before you change the channel it's true this one song so smash mouth itself like the reason why i love them so much um they play free for every single kind of LGBTQ show. They go to all kinds of marches and they will play free for anything to help support kids who want to be themselves. That's awesome. That's the biggest thing. And people like, just like, oh, Smash Mouth, Shrek, whatever. Um, can you think of any other song, like, other than like the Macarena? that every single one knows at some point in their life. Like kids even now, because of like what the internet is and like memes and stuff, they still are going to know what all star is. Shrek is so prevalent on the internet. There's a guy that plays covers of other songs, but he just (laughs) sings the words to all star. Have you not seen this? I have seen this. (laughs) I'll show it to you after the show, but to her, to her credit, I think she's right. I can't think of another song. That's that. 
you you can't and like and I tried to get Ricky to play it the other night and like he did have a point it was a little too early in the night he told me last night when I visited him he's like Aaron asked for the song in like the middle of the rush and I gotta be like Aaron there's people here I didn't care I was gonna go back and put it on and that is what he said she said I had to tell her not to jump over the bar to turn it on I was loving Aaron texting because she's like cue a ball star which is basically code for like we're rolling through Someday what? I won't sing it up perfectly where you walk in. I know. Somebody like, once told awesome. me the world was gonna owe me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> All right. Um, and then if anyone wants to go see them, uh, their next show that they're playing will be um, at the Royal Grove, February 22nd in Lincoln, Nevada. And then after that, March 23rd in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Osage Casino. Um, I just want to like really put it out there if anyone wants to what go see them. What poking at all that? Like people no, that, no, no, no. That's that. That's still that's my just show. Quick, like, show. Oh, this I is just, all still I just, I, oh yeah, no, my poke is. Um, yeah, I just always need to shout out. <laughs> 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 the two I mean, my birthday is next week, so if anyone wants to buy me tickets to Smash Mouth and a plane ticket, and then also call my boss and get the time ripped off. Done. Um, yeah, go for it. It's the twenty sixth. I'm twenty yeah. sixth and twenty sixth this year. Justin, make it happen. I know you're listening. <laughs> Please, no. please. I will stop doing stupid things at home, I promise. <laughs> um, and then my other, uh, we like, I think we've talked about it this entire thing. My poke is uh, just the hashtag chef life. Um, there are nine, yeah, it's, there are 9.3 million posts on Instagram currently that are hashtag chef life. And I think that this culture of hashtag chef life, hashtag food porn, hashtag live, love, laugh, hashtag, um, I love food, hashtag food for life, hashtag, um, I love cooking. Um, fucking stop it. The, the 800 like hashtags under like one shitty, shittily like plated thing of beets with like cool like ricotta on it like fucking knock it off i see it all day like i love food and like i still follow a lot of like people who cook food and like restaurants and things like that but fucking stop there's a facebook group with like a billion people in it and it's called um it's like line cooks servers something forever like it's i gotta bring it up and it's like people are just constantly like i see friends of mine commenting on it Cause it's so stupid. It's line cooks, chef old and new, and it's closed group with 117,000 members. Um, fucking stop. You look stupid. That's, that's like, that's a lifetime poke. Stop. It's a lifetime poke. If there's like more than like six hashtags, then fucking delete the post. Yeah, it looks gross. Start over. You're an idiot. Huh? I feel you. As a person who lives on social media. <laughs> The uh, billions of hashtags doesn't—it actually gets you nowhere. Yeah, it, it actually it, it does not. No do one, no one any tracks anything. hashtags anymore. As uh, a they form still of social do. B- they totally still do. But oh, uh, God, you, you, will, any, like, you will get put into Instagram jail if you have too many on. Yeah. It's, it also just looks. You deserve to be in jail. To your, to your other <laughs> you see, you deserve a beatdown. No, to be in jail, but uh, sure, <laughs> beatdown goes to, goes just as well. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> We call uh, it a G-Town curb stomp. If anyone's from Quincy and they're familiar with the G-Town area, uh, that's what you deserve. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, on the Asylum popover page, we only ever put like four to five, I, I swear. But I totally, <laughs> totally put hashtag live, hashtag love, hashtag popovers the other day just because it made me laugh. 
Not because I really thought that was serious or anything. <laughs> like, I'll do it to be funny, live, laugh, too. Live, laugh, love, popovers. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway. I, I'll do it to be funny, but, like, if I'm doing it, like, if anyone's ever seen my Instagram, like, the way I post, like, I very much, like, make fun of myself constantly. It's a constant thing of, like... Self-deprecation is yeah, what's up. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. This is all fine. My therapist doesn't need to know. It's fine. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, it's just, it's a way to poke fun. And like, when you're doing it seriously, you think this makes you look more professional. Yeah, you're not. You look like a doofus. Stop. Agreed. That's, that's the end of, you before I this fly off the handle. This is Doofus making is fucking Tony Hawk. <laughs> this, is your, this is your poke? This is my poke. Because, Tony, I'm with you. I, I stood by you on all the video games. I mean, you pulled off the 900. It was goddamn glorious. I still watch that video on YouTube. And I followed you through all the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. Even defending you to all my BMX friends that say <laughs> skateboarders wish they could do that. And like, I know there's no engine in the board. You will release it's pure him. manpower. I saw a commercial this week for Box Borders, which are the brand new tech decks. Oh. They are quite literally a box, box with a border. ball bearing in the bottom that you put up a skate park, which is just another bigger piece of cardboard, and you wiggle it around, and now you're skateboarding. And now, Ricky and I, I started this last night, and I said, this is bullshit. You go ahead, go ahead. What did you say? So, it, but you also, like, use your phone, right? Like, don't you, like, put your phone in a spot? Uh, you can film it or something. And oh, you can, I thought it was, like, an interactive thing. Maybe it is, and I just didn't really look into it. There's a phone involved in this. In the ad that we They look at. ridiculous. I'm looking at oh, them yeah, right they now. they look really bad. They look really bad. Yeah. They're like Minecraft people on skateboards. Yeah. yeah. If it's a phone... If it's if it's a phone related like if it's an app thing and you just kind of place your phone in front of this cardboard thing and it does its thing, I get it because you're adapting to what kids are doing now. Like kids are on their phones, they're not gonna play with like a handheld tech deck like we used to. Um, I also haven't looked that much anyway. I just the only thing I saw was what you showed me last yeah, night. Yeah, no, and I respect the hell out of your opinion because I think you're right. Like kids are using their phones a lot more, and he's fucking brilliant. He's a brilliant business guy. Oh, I'm yeah. not gonna take that away from him. I'm just saying that this is the new fucking pog. This is the new yeah. uh, fucking fidget spinner. This is the new fucking beanie baby or every <laughs> one like of those. Leave beanie babies alone. Oh, they all... retain value. It's Don't true. you know? I love <laughs> that. I love Reddit that Reddit <laughs> post of the couple that's out. Florida during their divorce and it's a man and a woman on the ground separating their beanie babies. Yeah. Oh my I God. get tagged in that like I don't know once a, at least once a week yeah. because when the, during the last presidential election I thought it would be really funny to not take anything seriously and instead of doing Make America Great Again I now live laugh love by <laughs> Make Beanie Babies Great Again. <laughs> So now whenever anybody sees Beanie Babies, I get tagged in it. I'm not even kidding you. It's all the about most that like, random love. people have sent me pictures of their Beanie Babies. I'm like, I don't actually fucking care. <laughs> this is just me making fun of like... If it's not Everybody the Princess is. Diana Bear, it's not worth shit. That's true. It's My not. mom has that. It's not really worth that much though. It's not really. I was just Haven't kidding. I just assumed. Haven't you seen Broad City? No. no, there's one episode of Broad City where uh, there is a form of currency and they end up giving away a beanie baby that ends up being worth like 30 grand. Really? Yeah. That's what's I mean, up. So yeah, but like, you don't find out but Broad City also like hits me in a good spot. Uh, Those ladies are very too funny. Real. Oh, too okay. real. They did uh, the wing show recently. They, they were really good on it. The, the hot ones? Hot ones, yeah. yeah. I still haven't watched that. Are we talking about it? Yeah, it was it was good. Good. You should check it out. 
this I'm is the only it. podcast I listen to other than Pop It Worcester on occasion, but there we go. it's, it's mostly raining. because I'm just listening to Smash Mouth constantly on replay. <laughs> you just can't get it off your radio or all I just enough. can't. I am the all-star. Okay. Uh, I'm stoked about that, and I'm stoked about how uh, the weather's changing, and the trail by my house is now walkable again. There we go. Yeah, and I know it's super simple, but there's a cool trail by our house that leads all the way to Providence, supposedly. And uh, for just a bit, you forget that you're in Worcester. Like, as you're starting to buy trees and some running water. And That's awesome. That's when I felt that when I moved from Worcester to Sterling, like, I'm paying the same in rent. And with that move, I have I went from one parking spot, um, this dungeon-like cellar where, like, the the heat heating bill was more than my rent bill in the winter. Oh, it gross. was like, it like put us in the hole, but I went from like Worcester where I'm like, okay, I'm paying like a grand a month, whatever. Like this is, this is my life. I'm, I live in Worcester. I went to Sterling. I have three parking spots, a backyard. I have access to a trail. I have free care for my pets. And so then sick. I also have a fire pit. Nice. And no neighbors. That's, what's that's, that's the best part. See, that's the thing I want. I want to move out to the air. Like I think I could, we, this you staying in Worcester, but I want to move out to the edges where I can oh. walk outside and not see my neighbor. Yeah, it's that would so be nice. lovely. It's an 18 minute drive from Sterling and I like to my here. Neighbors too, but so sick. It's 18 minutes, yeah. and really, that's like any kind of downtown traffic. It's going to take a half hour plus to get anywhere through Worcester. Yeah, yeah. 18 minutes on uh, on the highway. That's awesome. it. That's it. It's so nice. And I'm right from right by uh, Rhoda Springs, best ice cream ever. Oh, do they open May? No, March 3rd? Yeah, I have it on my calendar at home. Fuck yeah. yeah. I, no, I, buy, I buy a lot of my vegetables there. Like, I can really? through the summer and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I frequently go to Rhoda Springs. Yeah, actually, it was the, the best ice it's cream. It's the place. 100%. That's awesome. So, yeah, stoked about the walking trail, poking Tony Hawk and his tech decks, or his <laughs> fox board. This is absolutely officially the longest episode we've oh, ever had. Yeah. No doubt at all. It's uh-huh. the most dick talk we've had, the most blood talk we've had. Yeah. Um, it's been the a only bath. person that's been on TV that we know of. Facts. On like a major TV on show. On like real TV, not yeah. like Charter 3 News. I was on, okay, well, real quick, to be fair, I was on The Prophet with Marcus Limones. I don't even know what that is. I, was, I didn't know what it was until I had to be on it, and I still aren't, I'm not really quite sure what the hell yeah. happened. I was also on it for like two seconds. But, I, um, yeah. I was on Empire, and I hired some people to. Were you really? No, never mind. You're, you guys aren't topical. You don't know what's happening. Never mind. No. Oh, with that dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I was trying to make a shitty joke, and it just wasn't good. No, I know what you're talking about. It just wasn't a good joke. Sorry. I've never seen it. I've never watched it. I know. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, don't forget, I'm also not famous yet. And like, the best part about that yeah. was that the day I found out when I could talk about like when the date was for the air date, I also had food poisoning. So like, oh. there was like a portion of my night that night where I was like throwing up into the toilet and like yelling at Justin saying, "Famous people get sick too." <laughs> like I was like, oh, I was like getting violently I ill. I was just network. like, "Where's my agent?" And like trying to like, I like. Getting sick isn't really my thing, but it's no one's thing. But I was just like sitting there laughing and puking at the same time because I was like, I'm famous. This is a poor people problem. Like, that's awesome. As I'm like trying to take my store brand, like, anti medicine (laughs) and sitting on off brand ginger ale. Oh, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. I, it was just, it was my own fault. It was old fried rice in my fridge. I should have known better as a professional. There you go. Hashtag, I'm a chef. So you could see that chef on March 5th at 9 o'clock. It's a Tuesday night. 
Yeah. And if there's watch gonna be a party, we will definitely be posting about it. Yeah, we'll don't be worry. there. I'll be there. Hammers ish. Not to party too hard, but like I'm gonna party hard. I took the next day off, guys. Awesome. Boy, we're partying hard. We're partying hard. Come find Aaron Hockey somewhere. Uh, don't forget to bring snacks. Always. Do you want people to find you on social media anywhere? Oh yes, please. Uh, you can follow me at Aaron E R I N Hockeyizzle. Um, Best name. Yeah, that's that's it. Is well the hockey thing. I got tagged on sports things, and sure. I'm not a sports thing. Um, <laughs> I still have a great wealth of butchery knowledge, and also like alternative food things. If you have questions about local farms, I keep yeah. up on that on the on like constantly. Um, you can see funny photos of my two cats. I have a shy boy named Lunar, and I have a fat girl named Ivy. Uh, she's a Maine Coon, and she ruins my life. Um, yeah. You may get that. And uh, I cook a lot at home, and I just know lot about food and I'm always open to if anyone ever needs help please reach out I just want to help people because I need a lot of help myself uh, that's wonderful <laughs> yeah what has but, been delightful like, no dick pics please please, please. Well, well could it be like things as dick pics yeah things as if anyone wants to send me <laughs> things as dick pics um, please do and if anyone wants to send me a dick pic you can send it to the account Shero7 that's Justin um, <laughs> he would thoroughly like, enjoy it dick chuck 77 he chucks them <laughs> I have been Travis. You can find me at, at Hunchback Travis on Instagram. I am dying for a cigarette. <laughs> I have been Ricky. Uh, you can find me at DickChuck77. Also, the man behind the can at Seltzer Time Official. Um, yeah, so we're back, bitches. We're back. We'll see you guys next week. Sorry, party in.